Receivers were what we thought they were um, going in, a very talented crew. And so uh, that was really uh, the big reason for the, for the outcome was that first quarter, I mean, obviously. And so, uh, you know, to our credit, kept fighting, cut it to 28-10 uh, after the first drive in the second half. But then we stalled out uh, offensively a couple more times. And, and of course, they added, added uh, a couple more touchdowns. And so ended up uh, what it ended up. Um, moving forward, we've got uh, our last game of the season, our last home game, uh, Rice-Eccles. Uh, opportunity for our seniors to play in, uh, in the stadium and, and finish off uh, uh, great careers. I mean, these guys have had a lot of success while they've been at uh, at the University of Utah and in our program, academically as well as uh, football-wise, very proud of them. Uh, every year, when you lose your, when you see your seniors walking out the door, you think, "How are we going to replace these guys?" I mean, it's it's the same thing every year. You think, "God, we won so many football games with these guys, and now what?" But uh, that's the recruiting or the uh, college football cycle. That's how it is, and you just the new, next class moves up. You recruit a new class to come in and and. Uh, take the spot of the freshman and and you just keep going so uh, but it's going to be uh, you know very fond memories with a lot of these guys all of these guys and also there'll be a I'm sure a handful of underclassmen that uh, choose to move on there always is uh, almost every year and so uh, got to get ready for Colorado um, you know they've had a struggle the last several weeks. I've been going through some things. Uh, got a lot of talent. Their, their receiving core is, is really good. Five, ten, twelve. Uh, number five, number ten, number twelve. The quarterback is uh, very talented, ultra talented, uh, completing over seventy percent of his balls and what twenty-seven touchdowns and three interceptions. I think it is. Uh, you know, just outrageously uh, efficient. And so we'll have our work cut out for us in that regard. Got to regroup. Uh, got beat up a little bit in this last game. Uh, we'll see who's available, but uh, whoever's available will go out there and and it's uh, got to get the job done. So that's where we're at. Do you want to talk to Justin? Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're no, you're right. You're right. I, I just get preoccupied. I was and gonna ask it now. Good job, Ju Justin. What do you got, buddy? First four games, we looked good. The last few games, have, we have looked discombobulated in all phases. Do you have an explanation for that? Discombobulated. Uh, okay. Um, well, I wouldn't say against Arizona State we looked discombobulated at all in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't say we looked that way last week against the Huskies either. You know, we played extremely well uh, this past game. Uh, we did not play well. So uh, let's just address this last game and. Uh, give credit to Arizona, as I mentioned. Uh, they beat us to the punch early in the game uh, on both sides of the ball. You can't turn the ball over, uh, you know, a turnover margin of minus two plus the block punt essentially makes it minus three. Uh, that was uh, something that was, <laughs> was uh, critical to our demise. And so one of those games where seemingly everything that could go wrong does go wrong. Uh, those games crop in every once in a great while. And, and so that was the discombobulation in that game. So, but thank you. To follow up on the discombobulation, yeah. a little story right here. Do you think that there's a link when you have to play back-to-back -back big emotional games, beat USC on the road, come home and Oregon didn't go well, and after Washington and Arizona doesn't go well, do you think the discombobulation is maybe For lack of a better term. Yeah. Sure, could be, could be. I'm not making any excuses. 
because uh, if you want to be a, a great football team, you got to show up every week regardless of circumstances and who you're playing. But, uh, you know, there's been some uh, a challenging stretch of the schedule, to say the least. Um, you know, all four losses to top 20 teams. But, again, nobody cares. I mean, we're at a point in our program where that's not a – that's not a thing. I mean, we feel like we should be able to line up and play with anybody and uh, week in and week out and have the mental toughness to be able to hold up in that scenario in those situations and, and find a way to get it done. Kyle, with Cam having made this decision, how beneficial is it to have that in place early as you embark on the postseason and, and the portal and trying to figure out next season? Huge. That's a huge uh, – uh, going forward for our program, that's a huge component to, uh, to our team. Um, it'll help in recruiting. It'll help maybe uh, a few guys that are on the fence. Do I come out? Do I stay? Uh, maybe those guys, you know, maybe a few of those guys decide to return because of that. Uh, Cam has got to be one of the best, if not the best, returning quarterbacks in the country. Um, he's won two championships for us. Uh, ultimate leader, the supreme leader. He's an alpha dog, and uh, can't tell you how excited we are and elated that we are. I guess that's redundant. But uh, it's going to be uh, a big, a great start and a big part of our, uh, you know, outlook on next year's season. You must have some input with him and talking with him. What were some of the uh, reasons uh, to come back for a seven-year college football? Yeah, well, Cam wants to play in the NFL, and I feel he's perfectly suited for that. And, uh, you know, coming back and proving that he's healthy again and, and can perform at the same level, I think, and he, he thinks as well, I believe, not trying to speak for him, but gives him uh, an opportunity to prove that, that uh, hey, he belongs and that uh, he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the country and, and uh, help him. You know, first of all, I think he has a, a – a good taste for our program and enjoys it here. Uh, he's very popular with his teammates, very popular with the community, and uh, just coming back and and uh, plus a new challenge in the Big 12. I mean that's exciting too. I mean it's like a a, a whole new uh, set of circumstances. So you just combine all that, and I think that's what went into it. And I, uh, you know, I told him what I thought. You know, I thought I, I would agree that coming back in is it was in his best interest, not just in ours. And I try to, I don't try, I, I keep. The uh, you know all the self-serving components out of it. It's what's best for the player. It's what's best for the player always after the season. You know during the season, some players may need to sacrifice, change positions, do something that they maybe aren't excited about. But after the season and moving forward, it's all about what's best for the player, and I, I think that's what's best for Cam as well. Just, just up, uh, it's going to be a crowded quarterback room. Probably not. You know, quarterback room has a way to settle itself and thin itself out. Uh, so I would say, no, I don't think it'll be too crowded. I think uh, natural attrition and and uh, with that being the most volatile position uh, in in football, uh, I think that it will sort itself out and won't have to uh, you know make any tough decisions. Not to get too deep in the weeds here, but do you do you expect Cam to be ready for spring, just given the injury and, and just how long? We hope so, but again, uh, that's up to him and, and the medical staff. But uh, from my vantage point, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. But that's, uh, you know, I'm just uh, uh, outsider on that part of it. What are your thoughts about leaving the conference? It's been really good for the youths and vice versa, and this is going to be the last Pac-12 game that the youths play. You know, uh, it's a, you just got to keep moving forward. I'm a guy that that can really 
uh, adapt to change just like that. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a guy that uh, you know thinks backwards or looks in the rearview mirror. Everything's in front of in front of me and for, moving forward. And so, after this game's over with, uh, the Pac-12 is over with. It's sad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, try to spin it any other way. The you know, conference has been around as long as they have. And, and has been as successful and, and had so many championships across so many sports. It's uh, it's too bad to see it go away, but it is. Nothing you can do about it. So you embrace the future and get ready for uh, the next challenges. You always play Colorado, I think, except for one time at the end of the season. Would you like that to continue? Sure. I mean, I you know geographically, I'm not sure how this is going to be all broken down, but uh, I would imagine that the Pac-12 schools that are moving into the Big 12 will have uh, a lot of play against each other pretty much every year, I think. I mean, the schedules, I haven't, I haven't even looked at it, to be honest with you, but, but I would assume there'd be some regional aspect to it. With how much is still kind of in flux, do you have a number of who you expect to walk this Saturday or, or guys that are maybe still kind of <sighs> Maybe f 12 to 15. As high as 18, somewhere in there. But again, just because you walk doesn't mean you're out. We had several guys walk last year that, are, that played some really good football for us this year. And so that's just – and we tell them to do that. We say err on the side of, of uh, you know, walking rather than not. Then that way if you come back, okay, great, you're back. But if not, at least you've been recognized. So. A lot of teams are fighting for bowl eligibility. You've already attained that. Um, the Rose Bowl in the last couple of years, but just the, you talk about the importance of having those extra weeks of practice, no matter what bowl game. Yeah, very important, and, and uh, I've said it many times before. It's similar to having an additional spring ball, not not quite as much, but but uh, there's some similarities there. I think we've done a great job in the past of structuring the practices so our young guys get a ton of work. Uh, you don't want to wear your starters out and the guys that are the upperclassmen, but it's really, really beneficial for those young developmental guys that are uh, many of whom will be counted on to play for you next season. So, Kyle, has Brant expressed what he intends to do? No, Brant is uh, still deliberating on what he uh, wants to do. I know you say you don't want to look in the rearview mirror, but how have you seen your program evolve from when you first joined the Pac-12 to now, and how was the Pac-12 beneficial in helping uh, build the program. Pac-12 was instrumental in building the program, not just beneficial. You know, having that Pac-12 moniker on your shirt and that conference affiliation ramped up everything in this program: facilities, recruiting, budget, salaries, everything. And so, it was uh, something that uh, move, making the move to Power Five was a game changer for, for the for the program, for the university, for the community. In my opinion. Um, what was the second part? I'm 63. I got old. Not, not good memories. Just, just how have you seen your program evolve? Oh, the last yeah. The okay. Well, I think we've done a, a pretty good job evolving. You know, there was some uh, tough sledding early. There was a transitional period. Uh, in in some respects, not in every respect, we came into the league fully equipped at the line of scrimmage to compete, but not on the perimeter. Took a few recruiting classes to get uh, get the roster uh, where we needed it to. And then once we got some traction. What was it like 2016, 2017, somewhere in there? We started to really get traction, and then we, of course, uh, in the last four years of playing the championship game, won the last two. So I'd, I'd say, as good as we it turned out, as good as we could have hoped it to turn out. Kyle, um, camp still technically has to be cleared by the NCAA, right? Mm -hmm. That's not yet. Yeah, and as far as I know, it's a, it's a, yes, it's right. a very strong possibility. I don't I don't see that being a hangup. But you're right. I think at this moment in time that. Uh, 
still has to be paperwork and a, some sort of uh, procedure that has to take place. Obviously, a lot of issues arise from the injuries all season long, but yeah. can you quantify the benefits of getting game reps for, for some of the younger guys that, that might be part of the future? Yeah, invaluable. And uh, that's if there is a silver lining, that would be it, is that we've had a lot of guys that uh, weren't really expecting to play much this year. Uh, play a lot, and uh, this week you might even see more. You know, we got uh, we got beat up a little bit in this last game, and and so uh, you might see more guys get an opportunity this next week. In fact, I'm fairly confident. What do you make of the job that Deion Sanders has done in Colorado this year? Obviously, he came in with a lot of attention, but he's also delivered some improved results there. Sure, they've they've won more games. There, there's what every game but one I think was a sellout, whether it's home or on the road. Uh, turned the roster over almost completely and, and certainly upgraded that. So I, is not the program better in every way? I mean, I, I think it is. You know, I, I, don't, I haven't studied every single uh, component, but uh, from where I'm sitting, uh, he's, it's been a huge infusion of excitement, passion, interest, you name it. Nice shirt, too. Best, best album they ever made. You agree? Okay. Great album. Great album. Okay. <laughs> Don't edit that out either. You always edit out my good lines. I have, I have some really good lines, and then she sends me, and I watch it, and it's like, why did you take that out? So, all right. Someone had something. Colorado's 95th against the run. Uh huh. love to run the ball. When you look at the film, what do you see match up with the staff? Well, we, uh, you know, we are a run-first team. Well, I don't know about run-first. Very balanced anymore. If you're balanced, uh, that's more run than most people do because most people are pass-heavy. But uh, you know, we're just gonna have to. We're just getting into the nuts and bolts of the matchups. First thing you do is you watch the schematics, just the general. You know, what coverages, what fronts, what this, and then you look into personnel. Where are the advantages for us, disadvantages, and so forth. So we're just right in the in the middle of that uh, of that process. But uh, yeah, we need to, run, to be effective on offense. You hear me say it every week. We need to run the football, and and uh, hopefully this is a good opportunity this week to run the ball. Normal game week, but um, you guys do anything for the team offensively? We make sure everyone has a place to go, and and we get a lot of in-state guys that not only have a place to go, obviously themselves, but bring along three or four or five of their teammates. Uh, go to coaches' houses. Uh, welcome to come to my house. We just make sure that nobody's sitting in a. You know, an apartment looking at the walls on uh, Thanksgiving. So, yes, but it's no, there's no like team dinner or anything like that. It's just make sure everybody has a, a place to to uh, be with people and not be alone. Okay, thanks, guys. I'm gonna watch that. And see what you do.